0: Hello and welcome back to the Palm Tree Podcast, Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. How are you doing this week, Noah? I'm
1: good. How about yourself?
0: Not too bad, not too bad. Been uh, been busy this week uh, helping the parents move to a new place and um, so just been busy packing stuff up and moving things. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm back home in Quebec City, uh, just trying to enjoy the weather right now. It's actually pretty nice. Uh, still kind of chilly, but... Still, uh, still snow left, so I can't do everything that I want to do. But
0: yeah, I know I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty lucky out here. We went out today, played some tennis for a couple hours. Nice hitting hit the court, so it's, it's been good. Uh, good weather here, it's sunny, lots of wind. But yeah, I was able to like install my shooting pad and I started of sh- uh, shooting the puck around a couple, uh, couple times a day. Um, but just trying to
1: make the most of it, you know, just trying not to waste too much time because. At the end of all of this, we're gonna we're, we're gonna look at each other and just gonna be like, oh, like I wasted so much time.
0: Yeah, like it's a, it's such a good opportunity where like you don't have other commitments, so you you know take advantage of it, learn a new skill. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about trying to learn French. Um, I don't recommend it. You know what? Like, I don't actually want to learn the language. I just want to be able to say I'm bilingual. You know. I if,
1: thought you were. I thought you were learning. Um, Swedish. Finnish or Swedish?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I try. Like I know a bit, but not enough where I'd like tell people I know Swedish. But I think fig- I figure I-, I should do something to, k- to pass the time, it's at least yeah. useful. Like I haven't, I haven't Maybe. hit total boredom yet. Yeah, me neither. But um, I'll probably get there eventually.
1: One hundred percent. It's just a lot of
0: video games. lot you know. of video games. There have been some really good, uh, like hockey analytics, uh, like Zoom kind of things that have been hosted by people. Uh-huh. Um, so listen to those. There's one coming up next week, I think, with uh, Ryan Hardy with uh, the Chicago Steel, and he's having uh-huh. a bunch of people on. So that one, I'm gonna probably listen into that. But uh, you know, just just trying to do do the best I can to stay busy. You know.
1: Yeah. I- uh. understand.
0: Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I mean, since our last episode also, there's been, uh, you know, it seems like more progress towards, you know, coming up with a plan for the NHL's potential return, uh, in July with potential host cities. What are your thoughts on, on that?
1: Um, it's interesting. I mean, and Bettman brought up the idea of maybe playing with three games a day in each location. Yeah. Um, which would definitely, you know, help with the, the timeline of it all. Um, but it's it's going to be so weird just because there's going to be no one in the stands.
0: Yeah, it, it it's definitely going to be different for sure. Um, you know, it's it's exciting, obviously, that they're working towards you know, you know, a, a plan to, to come back. Um, are you at all worried that it might be too soon or that there's still some risk coming back in July? Honestly, like,
1: I, I'm no medical
0: expert, so I can't really That's, say anything. Yeah, very true, very that, true.
1: That, like, I don't know how relevant, but it's as long as nobody, nobody gets it, you know? Because if they come back and somebody does get it, then it's going to be pandemonium.
0: Yeah, I think I think Bill Daly talked about that too, and he said that they were even if somebody got it or if a couple of people had it, they still would keep going, which I thought was interesting.
1: I I don't I don't think that's going to work just because first of all, you're going to have to test all the players before and make sure nobody has it, and I, there's no guarantee that nobody has it, right? Uh, I mean. Ottawa Senators players have already gotten it um, I think San Jose Sharks players as well
0: I think Colorado had one too
1: yeah I think Colorado too but is there's there's absolutely no way and I think I'm pretty sure that um, the current tests are only about 70% accurate yeah
0: you know,
1: so how how can you it's I think that you have to be not 100%, not 110%. You have to be entirely sure that nothing's going to happen.
0: Yeah, it's tough because you have so much money at stake, but obviously public health does come first. Um, And it's
1: interesting to see because um, the NBA on May 1st is going to open up practice or allow teams to open up practice facilities where in states where it's legal,
0: yeah. Well, one of the interesting things I was reading about with regards to the NHL was that all the players that went home to Sweden, all the Swedish players, they've had access to ice, right? So they've been uh, able, they've been able to skate.
1: Yeah, what Sweden's been doing it kind of backfired on them because they basically went with seventy percent immunity. Um, I I think it really backfired on them, and then you got to get these players back. How are they getting back? Are you? chartering private jets for them to make sure that nobody goes to an airport and risks infection like you probably so you probably
0: are yeah but it's,
1: that's that's very costly
0: but yeah yeah and that, that's a part of it too is that you've you know international players from different countries and different countries have handled it differently and have different um you know they're they're all very unique um, yeah and
1: they're they're you know and Once, once these players come back, they're going to have to go through at least a fourteen-day quarantine period where they can't even see anyone.
0: Yeah, and then you're 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 going off to some city and you're sequestered for a month, like a month or whatever, playing. Yeah, and then that's assuming
1: that they'll get. Who knows if they're going to get preseason games or what's going to happen?
0: Yeah, and so the, the talk was that they would have one kind of city for each division lots of cities or a couple of cities been thrown out as potential options. In your opinion, what do you think are the best options in terms of host cities for, for games when they do come back?
1: I, I'm not going to lie. I don't think it matters. I really don't think it matters at all. Um, in, in terms of just broadcasting, I think you would rather have um, probably concentrate
0: on Eastern side of uh, the continent, just because that's well, where most
1: mo- most of viewers are.
0: Well, they're, they're trying to do like one per each division, one city. Yeah, it, that, that, that would work, but um, is at the
1: end of the day, it doesn't really matter as long as your framework around it is, is that everything's um, handled correctly. But I, I know in the MLB that they talked about all. Everyone was going to be sequestered into a resort in Arizona, and you, you know you're not allowed outside contact or anything, and the players aren't okay with that. yeah, you know I, I know one of the players in the MLB was he said his wife's ex- expecting a baby, and that there's no way that he's missing that.
0: yeah, which I mean absolutely makes sense. Absolutely. Like, and well, the thing with the NHL and like doing host cities is that they want to have cities where there's been low amount of cases. They want to have cities where the arenas, practice facilities, and accommodations are all relatively close together. Um, I mean, and,
1: and really, you, you, theoretically, you don't even need a big arena.
0: No, like the, the arena. It's it's more just what city, uh, like the amount of cases in the city and then the proximity of all the facilities that they need to, to yeah, execute I mean, everything.
1: Honestly, if they could find, like, a four pad or something. Yeah,
0: like they... You know. Yeah, so I know, like, Rally was thrown out there for uh, the Metro. Um
1: the New Hampshire as well.
0: Well, they threw out New Hampshire, and then they kind of came back on that, saying that they they didn't think it was going to be able to... Uh, to maybe accommodate everything, mm-hmm. um, which I guess makes makes sense. Um, I know Edmonton was thrown out there. Um, I'd heard Columbus, Minnesota. So lots of lots of interesting options. Definitely be interesting to see what they do uh, when they come back.
1: Yeah, um, and especially the situation in states that's degrading is day by day is people are getting relentless about being cooped up in their homes, which is beyond me. I mean, just take one for the team and understand the current situation. Is uh, The, the NHL is going to have to work with local governments
0: to ensure that everything is, you know, properly done. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, definitely going to be, you know, different, you know, when things do kind of start trending back towards – uh, a sense of normalcy, um, which which hopefully we'll be able to see, but um, yeah, still very, you know, still a lot of unknown at this time, obviously. yeah,
1: um, who who knows i I continue to say that I, I don't think that I think they should just prioritize next season and work on a plan for that and not concentrate on having a season this year. But I, I understand that for, for at least a lot of fan bases that that's not an option and that's not the priority just because some teams are in much better positions than others.
0: Yeah, and, and obviously the, the economic factor as well, the, the revenue the league would be losing. Um, yeah. So, you know, stuff to consider there. I, I agree with you. would I, I would I'd rather see them cancel this season and then focus on doing the best possible job they can at executing, you know, a draft and getting things set up for next season so that um, everything can go as smoothly as possible. Yeah. Right? Um, like, it just seems um, like they're, they're trying to salvage something that at this point it, it is so difficult to do.
1: Yeah, that's another huge unknown is if, if we do cancel the season is how, how do you uh, – how do you decide who the draft order?
0: Yeah.
1: Is, uh,
0: who knows, right? Yeah, or our teams that like had great seasons this year compensated in some way. Next year, teams that made trades for rentals compensated. It'll be... There's so many challenges with it. Yeah. So... And, you know, I think it's interesting if you look at the CHL
1: is what they did is just cancel the whole thing and say and not compensate anything
0: and just you know say we're moving on yeah which so it'll be you know yeah i agree that that's probably the you know that that would be the course of action i would lean towards even though it does you know it's none of none of the options are ideal right oh of course not right but you're just kind of you're just trying to do something that that makes the most sense and, and is ensuring people are safe yeah, and that, that's number one priority. Yeah. Um, with that, though, we will move in now to our redraft of the 2017 uh, NHL draft. This is probably the last entry we'll do in our draft series um, just because they're getting so recent that it's so hard to, to kind of redraft because you don't know a lot about the players. Um, so we'll, we'll go through this one uh you know redraft some you know very high end players coming out of this draft um lots of guys with potential so I'm curious to see you know um your thoughts on guys should go pretty quickly um we'll we'll wrap it up but um do you want to go first with the first pick uh
1: I'm trying to remember who went first last time
0: you know, i think it might have been you. Yeah. So All right. Well, we'll I'll, let go you for, I'll go start this one off. All right, so drafting first year for New Jersey. They took Nico Heischer, who not a bad pick, not not as exciting maybe as you he's know. a good two way player. Yeah, he's a really good two way player. I really like Nico Heischer, but for me, um I'm Elias Patterson. Um he's just been terrific in Vancouver. Um really really like his game great shot great vision great skill so uh, I'm gonna take Elias Petterson all right
1: um and that makes I wasn't sure who you were gonna go with number one overall but that makes my decision for number two overall much much simpler yeah um Philadelphia went with Nolan Patrick a player who I don't particularly like um, I'm he doesn't excite me at all on the ace. He's just he's just kinda there. Uh, but that being said, have to go with the most exciting player in the draft, um, in my opinion, and that's Kale McCarr.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for me like this 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 redraft's a no brainer between those two. Yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity, if you had the first pick, were you taking McCarr or Patterson? Um
1: Uh I'm trying to think. As New Jersey at the time, I would have probably taken McCarr, just because they they already had like Taylor Hall on offense. Um, as much as I like Elias Pedersen, he's it's you know it, it's really a toss up. But I would have probably gone with McCarr.
0: All right. Well, that leaves me at number three. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it the the same here. I'm gonna take Miro Heiskanen for the Dallas Stars. Right on. Um, just terrific skater. Um, you know I think he's gonna be a really good player in this league. Um, does a lot of things really well, so I'm gonna go with him. All right. So at number four with Colorado, um, they went with Kim McCarr. Uh, great pick. Great pick. Um, he
1: really he really blossoms for them but I'm uh, gonna go with number one overall Nico Hiescher, uh great two way center I think he's he's definitely among the elite of this
0: draft class and you can't go wrong in picking him uh, yeah absolutely especially for for a team like Colorado where you already kind of have like your number one center but having a really good two way guy to slot in behind them mm-hmm. um, I think would be great for them um which leaves me at uh, leaves me here with Vancouver, and number five for me is kind of where things get interesting. Um, and I think for Vancouver, Elias Petterson obviously, terrific pick. Um, but I'm going to take uh, Martin Nikash.
1: I had a feeling he was. You were going to have him pretty high up on your list.
0: Uh, I, I really like Marty Nikash. I, I know you do. Yeah, that's um, no, that's no secret. Having,
1: definitely doing very well in Carolina for himself.
0: Yeah, I really like his game. He's got good size, um, really well-rounded player. So I'll I'll take him for uh, for Vancouver. All
1: right. Um, so at number five, Vegas, and this was number six. First, or number six, yeah. Um, this was their first ever um, NHL draft selection. They went with uh, Cody Glass. Who- I think he's a good player. Um, That being said, uh, I I think that uh, this is not necessarily a pick. This this is kind of uh, might be uh, prone to uh, argumentation, but I think Robert Thomas, uh, who's having a pretty good career for himself in St. Louis, I think uh, at number six could be a good selection.
0: Yeah, I mean, what Robert Thomas has accomplished in his career has been quite incredible for, for how young he is. Yeah. You know, he's got a Memorial Cup, he's got a World Juniors, he's got a Stanley Cup. Um, a really versatile player, I think, with Robert Thomas.
1: Yeah. And, and he's been unlucky because he's been injured. Yeah. But definitely, yeah. definitely doing very well for himself.
0: Yeah, and like we said with his draft, like it's so difficult because, like, Robert Thomas has had a really good career so far, and I think you could argue there are guys who have maybe more potential than him, a higher ceiling, but so far it's hard to argue with what he's accomplished so far in his career. Yeah. Um, number seven, New York Rangers. They took Anderson, Sanderson, um, which was a bit of a surprise pick, I know, at the time, because I just watched this draft the other day. Um, right, and he obviously spent the year in uh, Sweden, once out of New York, so, looking back, I don't think they take him, um, but I could see them still going with the center, and so I'm going to pick Nick Suzuki. Uh,
1: that's, a, that's a great pick. I think that was an absolute steal for Vegas at number 13. Um, he, he never played for them, but I, I think what he's he's done this season with Montreal has just shown a glimpse of his potential. Um definitely, definitely a player to watch in the future and you, you look at what he was able to do in juniors uh, when he was traded from Owen Sound to Guelph uh, a couple years back and uh, I forget exactly um, what what that team did but it was something like they won the first series in four games or five games and then the next two series
0: they went down like 3 nothing and battled back
1: yeah, in like both series.
0: Like yeah. how how unbelievable is that? Yeah. So, I mean, like Nick Suzuki, not a big guy, but um Here's world Tour. just a really solid player. World comes home. Watch so, uh, Yeah, so I really like Nick Suzuki. And um yeah, I think it's a solid pick for the Rangers there. 100%.
1: Um Really, really a player to watch in the future. Yeah. Uh, Number eight, Buffalo. Casey Middlestat. Who I think everyone can agree has not really lived up to expectations despite showing uh, 39 career points so far. Really small guy.
0: Really slight.
1: Yeah. Um, I, he was, everyone started talking about him really when, he was at World Juniors when that was in Buffalo. Yeah. I, I never got it. I never understood the hype, but I, whatever. Um, that being said, I think uh, Buffalo could benefit from a guy like um, Cody Glass.
0: Oh, yeah. Who, who hasn't gotten as
1: big of an opportunity as other guys in this draft. Uh, to showcase himself
0: but and he's had some success still
1: he definitely has um playing on Vegas which is a very very tough roster to crack at this point um I think I think he could be a better addition to the Sabres than Casey Middlestat.
0: yeah um yeah I, I like that pick um that leaves me with Detroit, and uh, I think I'm gonna go I'm not gonna go best player available. I'm gonna go with Fit and I think I'm gonna take a defenseman. Um kinda torn between a couple, but I'm gonna go with the guy I think has the highest ceiling left on the board. I'm gonna take Eric Brandstrom. It's a good
1: pick. Ooh. Um I th- he's been he's been very good in EHL this year for uh, Belleville, yeah, like, H- hasn't quite been able to translate that game into the NHL level quite yet. But I have no doubt that he's going to. Yeah,
0: like he's a guy. Like when I watch him play in the AHL, I'm like, this guy's terrific. And then I've seen him play when he's been up in the NHL, and uh, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is still a pretty raw player who's got some growth. But you know the potential's there. So I'm in. I think in Detroit, um, I think he would be a good fit. Dress a need for them.
1: Yeah, I mean he, his 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 player comparable is Eric
0: Carlson. Yeah. Know, so. Yeah, just a smaller Eric Carlson. Yeah. Which I mean, anytime you can get a guy with that kind of potential, or even close to that, um, I think you got to take him. But that leaves you with our uh, our Florida Panthers.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> and this is interesting. Um, there's a lot of players available. Uh, lots of. Uh, different guys. They they went with Owen Tippett. Um, you know he's he's kind of been bouncing back and forth from. Um, he, he's only played seven career games of Florida. We we've talked about him. He's been playing mostly AHL.
0: Yeah, and he's been very good in the AHL. Yeah,
1: right. Um, uh, yeah. Um just in the spirit of Ray Jaff, uh, we're going to change that. He, he's, he's been almost a point per game this season in the AHL, uh, but that being said, uh, I think uh, couldn't go wrong and um, uh, a guy who, who would have considerably
0: dropped at this point is Nolan Patrick. Yeah. Uh, not not my favorite player, but, you know, he, he's put up numbers, he, he's shown what he, he can do, and uh, I think it could be very interesting to see him on a Florida Panthers lineup. Yeah. And, and to me, like the thing, obviously, Nolan Patrick's had, you know, he had the injury this year, right? The, yeah. The headaches where he hasn't been able to play. To me, I think the way he's built and the way he kind of um, plays the game, I see a bit of Alexander Barkov in him. And so I think to be able to learn from Barkov in Florida. Um, yeah. And, that, that's been a
1: huge. That's his main downside, right? Is he's injury prone. Yeah, he was injured a lot in juniors. I think he played with Brandon. Um, he was injured in juniors. He's been injured in the NHL, uh, and that's just kind of he's he seems very injury prone. And I'd be interested to see if he can can stay healthy for a considerable amount of time. In the
0: coming future, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, yeah, I still think there's there's potential there. Um, that leaves me with uh, with Los Angeles, who took Gabe Velarde, another player who's had quite a bit of injuries. Um, for them though, I think I'm gonna go with uh, Kyler Yamamoto. Who it's a, it's a good pick. you know a sm- a smaller guy and he's taken a while to to really develop, um, but he's had he had a terrific year this year once he got called up and was playing on the line with Drysital, um, and I just I love the way he plays like he's so tenacious on the puck like he goes and gets it, um, you know he outworks guys goes to the net so I, I like a guy like Yamamoto I think you know, um I think he'd be a nice fit in L.A.
1: All right, so Carolina at number twelve. Um, this is kind of where I think it gets a little tougher in the um, into in the in the job process because we really got to go off guys that we think are are going to be good one day. Um, that being said, uh, I think. Carolina could benefit from um, help on defense.
0: Uh, and I'm going to go with Henry Yokohara, who was traded yeah. from, from Buffalo to Chicago earlier
1: this year for. I, I forget the trade.
0: Um, uh, Nylander.
1: Yeah, Alex Nylander trade. Um, I think, uh, you know, it could be an could be interesting, interesting fit. Um, he's a. Uh, He's not the biggest
0: defenseman, but uh, very mobile, and I think uh, it could benefit from a guy like that. Absolutely. Um, you're leaving me now with uh, Vegas. They got Nick Suzuki with this pick. Um, great pick for them, and they were able to flip him to get Pacioretty. Um I'm going to take uh, a guy who talked about earlier he's been injured a lot but i think he has a a lot of potential i'm going to take gabe velarde you know i think and he he dropped in this draft too like i i believe he was projected to go higher than where he went at 11 um and so for me yeah he's 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 battled through the injuries he hasn't played a whole lot but um uh I, i i like the player a lot he's got great size um so I think uh, that's who I'm going with with this pick.
1: Right on. Um, all right, the next pick, uh, Tampa Bay. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to change this pick. I'm going to keep this pick. I think Cal Foote is a guy who would fit into that Tampa Bay uh, defense incredibly well. Uh, he's shown it in Syracuse for the past two seasons. He's put up half a point per game. It's just a huge presence on the blue line.
0: Uh, I think he's going to fit in very well in Tampa Bay in the years to come. I, I like that. Yeah, I, I like Calfoot a lot. You know, he's just a big guy who's really mobile. Um, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he and his brother were both
1: drafted by Tampa Bay, and I think Tampa Bay got, got great, great players. Although, I think no one...
0: No one got shipped off to, yeah. to Jersey, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, that was the Blake Coleman trade. Yeah. Alright, well now I'm picking again with Vegas here at 15 um, and this is Vegas' first first draft um, in their existence so they kind of need to shore up every position um, so I'm going to go a bit off the board here and I'm going to take uh, a guy with zero NHL games uh, played so far but who I think has solid potential I'm going to take Uko Pekka-Lokokanen that's a fantastic pick. I mean, to me, like the the, the size and mobility he's ha- he has, and I know he didn't have a great year this year. Um, you know, going up between the AHL and ECHL, but I think there's a lot of potential there with him.
1: He's, I, I've seen him play a couple times at least with Sudbury. He's such a huge presence in the net. Uh, he's. He, he shows that he's a winner, right? He he won the World Juniors with Finland a few years ago in Vancouver, I think. He's he'd be a perfect fit in fit in Vegas, especially to be able to learn from a guy like Mark Andre Fleury.
0: Yeah, absolutely right, and yeah, because you know Fleury's in the later stage of his career, and so to get a guy that you know can come in and and replace him sometime down the line, I think is huge.
1: Yeah, and credit to Vegas here. I mean, they really drafted extremely well in, in this draft. Um, unfortunately, well, unfortunately, they they they, tra- they traded both thirteen and fifteen away eventually. So Suzuki and Brandstrom to Montreal and Ottawa respectively. But um, I think just credit to them on their their ability to draft there.
0: Yeah, and I think and I think those guys being shipped off was just you know what happened with them being as good as they were in that inaugural season. Um, so shipping them off, and obviously them being really good picks, they were able to get really good value back and get Mark Stone and get uh, Max ready Yeah, uh,
1: great, great pick. All right, so Calgary at 16. They went originally with Yusuf Alamaki, who I think is, is a good player.
0: Um, yeah, and he, yeah. And he he tore his ACL. He was hurt all year.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, and that, that kind of really sucks for them. Um, he's a defenseman. Um, I think he'll be good. Uh, that being said, I like. I really like um, Eli Tolbainen. Really? Yeah. Um, kind of a maybe a smaller forward. He's only five ten, but
0: he can score.
1: He can score, and he hasn't. He hasn't really showed that in in North America
0: quite yet, but I think it's only a matter of time before he becomes an illegal scorer in the NHL. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think the, the potential is there for for sure. Um leads me to Toronto, and Toronto took uh, Timothy Wilson, who at the start of that season was projected to be a very high pick and kind of slipped due to due to injuries and things like that. Um, and I think, you know, with the amount of offense Toronto has, I think they, they would go defense here for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to take uh, – I'm not going to take uh, Will Juergen, even though I do really like him. I'm going to take a guy who I think uh, – who I, I really like the way he plays. Um, he seems like a hard guy to play against. So I'm going to take Nicholas Haig. Yeah, that's a good pick. You know, the guy's just massive. He is, um, and he's you know he, he moves well, and you know he had a pretty good year this year um, in the NHL and AHL. So, um, yeah, I, I think for for Toronto to get a guy like that, I think it would be nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's six six and two hundred pounds. He's definitely a presence
0: on that blue line. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, you're thinking they get Rasmus Sandine in twenty eighteen and they have Morgan Riley. Um, so to get a guy that, you know, is, is just a big physical, hard to play against guy, I think would be would give them a nice mix on a nice mix on defense for sure. Yeah. All right, so Boston,
1: Boston. at Number eighteen they went with Vike um he's you know int- interesting pick um
0: Burrow 9
1: yeah uh not an offensive guy by any means I don't think
0: no not at all
1: you know even more of a shutdown D. Uh, I don't think that's what Boston really needs uh, to prioritize at that point, uh, and I think that they could benefit a lot from a guy who uh, a lot of upside. I think um, Alex Formenton. Yeah, yeah. Um, we saw we saw him for uh, Team Canada and World Juniors. I think he was he was very good
0: there. Great um, skater.
1: Amazing skater, one hundred percent. I think it'd be really interesting uh, to see him um, in that in that environment in Boston. Uh, you know, and Ottawa really got lucky there. They have they got both Foreman and and in that draft. Uh, I think really great job on them there.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, that leaves me with uh, San Jose, who took Josh Norris, and then. Traded him uh, away in order to get Eric Carlson. Yeah,
1: and which I think eventually, you know, has led to the demise of the San Jose Sharks that we knew.
0: Yeah, um, and you know, I won't lie; like I was not a big fan of Josh Norris in that draft year, um, but he's been very, very good since he was drafted. Developed very nicely, um, but for me. <laughs> With San Jose, get a guy who's who's done quite, you know, done pretty well so far in his NHL career, um, and I think will be a, a, a good, a solid player, and he's hard to play against, I'm going to take Maxime Comtois. Yeah, I mean, great pick, as
1: long as, I mean, maybe don't give him the penalty shot when the game's on the line.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that, that's <laughs> what, you know, that's what you got, like, Marcus Sorensen for there in San Jose, so. Yeah, he's
1: Huge guy, um,
0: yeah. He's just he, and he can skate.
1: He, he can. Uh, he's, he's what you look for in a big offense, uh, offensive presence.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's who I'm taking with that one. Uh, All right. Let's see. St. Louis.
1: St. Louis at number twenty. They originally went with Robert Thomas. Great pick.
0: Great pick. Had uh, a very good career so far. Um.
1: You know, in St. Louis, you look at them, they look like a very well-rounded team, so I'm just going to go based on best available player, in my opinion. Uh, And we're going to go with the defenseman, and it's going to be Yusuf Almaki. Nice. Um, And as we said, he was injured uh, this past season, and really that that kind of slowed his progression, but definitely a lot of upside and potential to that player.
0: Absolutely. Um which leaves me with the Rangers who got Philip Hedel here. Um, their second pick in the first round. Um but he went earlier, so I'm going to take a, a guy who I really like. I think he's got a lot of potential. Um even though he's a bit small. I'm going to take Morgan Frost. Yeah. I think that's a good pick. Cuz you know, and I know there's probably some bias there too just cuz I've seen him play a bunch, but uh, you know, when he was in junior. But I, I, I really like him. I think he's got a, a ton of skill. So, uh, for me, I think that, that, that'd be a nice fit. Yeah. And, you know, it would seem like the Rangers that's rebuilding, they need, they need you know, some top-end, you know, high-potential guys, and I think that's, that's Morgan Frost. All right. So, Edmonton at 22.
1: Um, I'm going to go defenseman here. Uh, I know they went with Yamamoto at, at the time, but I'm going to switch it up, go defenseman. Who This is a player I love, who I thought was extremely good in juniors, and that's P.O. Joseph.
0: Uh, Interesting. He
1: got Yeah, I he was a force on defense in juniors. Uh, hasn't gotten the call-up to the NHL quite yet, uh, but, you know, he's a guy who was a huge part of... Uh, Charlottetown islanders at the time and then eventually got traded to drummondville and had some very good playoffs at the time uh he he has a lot of potential in my opinion um it's going to be interesting to see what happens he's already been traded once in the nhl um from arizona to Pittsburgh in that kessel deal but yeah I, i think he has a bright future ahead of him
0: yeah absolutely um, which leaves me with Arizona at twenty three. They took Pio Joseph, went with the defenseman. So I'll stick with a defenseman, and I'm going to take a guy who I've only watched him play live like once or twice. But every time I see him, I just love love this guy. I'm going to take Mario Ferraro. Good pick. You know, I remember watching him it was with you at the uh, when they yeah. were playing in Niagara before the World Juniors, and I, I really liked them. Um and I think I think he's got, you know, a lot of potential. Um, really well rounded defenseman.
1: All right, so Winnipeg. Um and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh they, they went with Christian Vesselinen, who I think was a was a good pick. Um, hasn't really had the opportunity in the NHL quite yet. Uh he's been he's been doing okay in the AHL. He got loaned to uh, the KHL, uh, last season or two seasons ago. Uh, he was decent there, but, um, I'm going to stay defenseman. Um, and I thought you were going to, for sure you were going to take him, uh, previously, but I'm going to go with Timothy Liljagrin.
0: Really? Yeah. No, I I like Um, that. Luljurgren was the next defenseman I had.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, I think a lot of, a lot of potential. Um, Fortunately, he plays for Toronto, so there's immediately biased against him. But uh, I I definitely think that he's going to be a very consistent NHLer in a few seasons. Yeah. And going to be a huge part of, uh, at least for Toronto, of rebuilding that D-Core that's going to eventually leave due to cap restrictions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a no-brainer, because that's just how they do things. Um which leaves me in next pick twenty five, Montreal. Um they took Ryan Paling, who had a terrific start to his NHL career.
1: First game was amazing.
0: And then has you know, struggled a bit since then. He really has. So um for Montreal, uh they definitely need offense. Um and so I'm gonna take the most offensive guy I think that's there, which is Owen Tippett pick because uh, he can score he can and I think Montreal c- could use that with some of the players they got so I'll go with they, them they, they definitely could alright All right. so Dallas
1: I'm just seeing this in over the last what eight picks in this draft uh, six of them required via trade, which
0: is yeah. qu- quite interesting.
1: Um, Dallas with, with Jake Odinger, uh, who, you know, hasn't really gotten the opportunity in goals, who I don't think is the best goalie uh, in this draft by any means. I think there's a couple guys ahead of him, but just in, in the spirit of, of um, staying in goalies, um, I think... Uh, dallas could benefit from a guy like um caden primo interesting yeah um you know we saw him win goalie of the year in the ncaa a few years back he's been having a solid season in the ahl despite uh, not the best team in front of him so i uh, definitely think there could be a fit there
0: yeah no absolutely um so, Philadelphia at 27, they took Morgan Frost, too, I think is a great pick for them. Um, but I'm going to go with a guy who I think, you know, he's big, he's fast, tough to play against, um, power forward, I'm going to take Clem Um another guy who I've, I've mostly seen him when he's played in the AHL and at you know, World Juniors, but to me, he's just an absolute horse out there, so... Yeah. Uh, I'll go with him. I think he'd be nice, you know, a nice fit in Philadelphia. I mean, he's, you know, 6'3, 2'12. You know, he's only played four NHL games, but uh, uh, I I really like him. Uh,
1: Yeah. I think that's a good pick. Let's see. And then that brings us to Ottawa. Um, And they went with Shane Bowers. uh, not my favorite player.
0: Uh he, me me neither.
1: Yeah. Uh you know, he's he's been he was sent over to um Colorado in the Duchesne deal, I think. Uh but with that being said, I think they, they stick with the forward, uh but rather go with Emil Bremström.
0: Emil uh, Bemström, yeah.
1: Yeah, who's had quite a good season in uh, Columbus this
0: past season. Yeah, so. he's been he's been he's been really nice for them this year. Yeah. You know, great great value pick for them. Um, which leaves me with Chicago, who took Henry Yokiharu. Um, uh, who they flipped for Alex Nylander. Um, I'm going to take a guy. I, I talked about him. Uh. Actually no, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna take. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Jake Ottinger. All right. You know, for me, I I like his potential a lot. The, yeah. The size, and he had a really good year this year in the AHL. Um, and I know goalies take longer, but I don't think Chicago has too many in their system. So, uh, you know, I think anytime you can get a guy like that, you might as well. Yeah.
1: Uh, one hundred percent. Um, and then, so, with my last pick in this draft, I have Nashville, uh, and I'm gonna go with a guy who I think has an incredible amount of upside, um, hasn't gotten the chance to show it in the NHL, although we've definitely seen glimpses of it, uh, and that's Drake Batherson who's, uh, definitely had a tremendous career in the AHL thus far. Yeah, Absolutely you like, look at his numbers in the AHL and, you know, he's, he's above a point per game and kind of wonder why he hasn't gone why that hasn't translated as much to the NHL but I think he's well on his way there.
0: Yeah, he, he's a guy, like, I, I really like I thought I thought he was going to go earlier in this. There were a couple times I thought about, about taking him. Yeah. Um, this leads me to the last pick of the first round, 31st. Um I'm torn between two guys. Like if I'm gonna take the guy who I think has the most potential that's left, I think I'd probably go with Josh Norris just because he's had such a good year this year in the AHL. Yeah. But I'm not gonna do that because I'm gonna take a guy that I just love for purely biased reasons. I think he's just a great player. He's big, he's fast. I'm gonna take uh Alex Texier. I had a feeling he was going to come up. Of course um, he was. You like you know uh, how much I, I I like this guy.
1: Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely he's been very good with Columbus so far.
0: He's just um, he's yeah he's he, terrific skater. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't think he has the the highest offensive upside. Um. But I uh, I think you know as a, as a third line guy, I think he's pretty solid. Yeah, so. And, I mean,
1: you're looking at a guy who was playing professional in France and when he was, I mean, 17 is putting up very good numbers, including pretty much a point per game in the playoffs. Uh, I don't think there's any going wrong with him.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I wasn't biased, I would take Josh Norris, but I am, so I'm taking Texier. <laughs> um, and that does it for uh, this mock draft, which uh, I believe will be our final one, and then we'll... Move on next week to something else because we gotta figure out what that's gonna be. Um, but we got we got an entire week to plan that. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it so, out. So yeah, we'll get to that eventually. There's no issue there. Um, yeah. But thank you to uh, to all of our listeners tuning in. Um, appreciate all the support. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Palm Tree Podcast. And-